two, I took a right <laughs> turn. I'm so glad I took that right turn, oh, I'm telling oh you. Oh, man, you could have been taking took the left turn and get left behind. Yeah, no, yeah, but right. I don't want to do no, that. No, no, no. I took the right turn, and I'm yeah. walking with the right guy. Right, yeah, we are together. You know, every day we... Oh, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute. <laughs> But it's true. You are the right guy for me on this earth. <laughs> well, you know, uh, here we are. It's the second season. This is yes, our third is. episode. Yes, it is. We're going to share a homegrown song with you today. We're going to share another chapter from America's Trojan War. Mm -hmm. And now we'd like to talk to you a little bit about the Bible. Now, that's one of the... You know, the book world is filled with books. There must be a bazillion, gazillion books in the world. Several right here. Yeah, yeah, there's a few right in this room. Yeah, there are. You know, but there's only one book that we can absolutely, without equivocation, say, God wrote this book. Yeah. He used human beings to do it, but God wrote this book. And what's so important about it is that if God did not reveal himself to us, there's no way we could figure him out. You know, there's no way that we could know who he is or that he's even there for sure. You know, but he, he revealed himself to us. And, and here's the thing that really uh, is, is, to me, is amazing. He did it verbally. Mm. He used words. Mm. I mean, he used words to create the world. Let there be... Yeah. And there is. And he used words to reveal himself to us because we think in words. Yes. We communicate in words. Mm. And <laughs> actions. Yeah, and looks. Yes. And shrugs of shoulders. And, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and there's lots of ways to communicate, but verbalization is humanity's gift. I mean, other animals talk to each other. Runs and groans. Runs and groans, but I mean like birds and ants, I, I really believe they may talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, but do they convey abstract ideas? Don't know, know, because I don't know their language. <laughs> I know, I try to act like I could talk to birds and I can talk to crows pretty good, you know, but uh, Humans use words, and God used words in writing the Bible. And we have a testimony in and of itself in the Bible with one of the guys who wrote the Bible at the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We have his own statement of what he did. And this is in 2 Peter, and it's in the starting in the 12th verse, and I'm reading out of the message. And he says, because the stakes are so high, even though you're up to date on all of this truth and practice it inside and out, I'm not going to let up for a minute in calling you to attention before it. This is the post to which I've been assigned, keeping you alert with frequent reminders, and I'm sticking to it as long as I live. I know that I am to die soon. The Master has made that quite clear to me. And so, 
I'm especially eager that you have all this down in black and white so that after I die, you'll have it for ready reference. Mm -hmm. And here it is. I have it open right on my lap in black and white. God speaking to us, or one of the men that he used to write to us, telling us that he's doing it so that we can have reference to it. You know, and here we have this book that tells us how God created the universe, why he created the universe, how he's going to deal with it all. And yet so many people, I know myself for the first 30 years of my life, I just tossed it off as another book. Well, there's a lot of people who don't. I think there's still a lot of people who don't even realize that it is a book. They don't know. Well, I mean, they've probably heard people talk about, well, the Bible, the Bible. But as far as having any reference to the Bible themselves personally, I don't think so. Yeah, well, and there's, there's people all around the world who probably never heard of it, probably millions, billions maybe, who have never even heard of the Bible. Although the Bible is the most published and distributed book in human history, you know, there's no book that's ever been published more times or distributed further, you know, and think about it, over the centuries, the dictators, the kings, the rulers who have just tried to stamp it out, just, you know, there have been countries, there's still countries where you get caught with a Bible, they kill you. Yeah. You know, they, they kill you. Or other countries where they just teach you, oh, that's just a bunch of fables. There's families. There's people right here who teach their family, well, that's just a bunch of who knows what that is. And stories. You, yeah, just stories or something like that. And, and here the Bible, you know, tells us himself, itself that it was written for our instruction and written, you know, for our reference. And uh, it's the most important thing me and every day I mean I just myself I pray every day that God gives me a hunger and a thirst for his word and his presence I pray every day that his Holy Spirit that's in me will communicate with his Holy Spirit that's in the word and I see those prayers answered every day well this is him talking to us this is him being with us I leading it. us guiding us you know this is his word I believe and he told us you know, that he wouldn't leave us orphans, he wouldn't leave us alone. That's right. You know, and the Old Testament, you know, was written over a thousand years' time. You know, God speaking through the prophets and the historians and the poets. The poets like David with the Psalms or poems and songs and speaking to us through all these different genres. You know, there's everything in the Bible. It's like a collection of things from poems to songs to histories to... Science. prophecies and you know and all this put together over thousands of years time and yet it all fits together like a perfect perfect puzzle yes. what I always find interesting too is that whatever I need for the day I'm not even not even looking for it in the Bible I'm just reading my Bible but what I need from it for that day it's there oh, and it comes to me different each time it's amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, well, it is the living word. You know, and that's why I, I have the same experience where, you know, I'll read the same passages over and over and over again and get something new out of it every time. And wonder, wow, how did I miss that? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as a writer myself, you know, I write, I write all the time. I've written many things. I, I am in total awe of how that operates. Yeah. You know, and uh, so we're just having this discussion about the validity of the Bible, the efficacy of the Bible, that, that we need it, that it's important, you know, and that it is God's revelation to us. Yes, and we used to instruct people, oh, excuse me, people in our church to read, if you read three chapters of the Bible a day, you'll have the whole Bible read in a year. Right. And I remember saying to Robert one day, yeah, but what if God really speaks strongly to me in that first chapter, and I want to meditate on that, then I'm going to get screwed, and I'm not going to get the Bible read in a year. Well, we don't want you yeah. to get screwed. I mean, let's face that. I'm I mean, going to lose out. But don't. I mean, I don't think that you have to read a large amount Sometimes it's the first verse out that grabs me, you know, and, and, then, and I want to meditate on that. So, you know, everybody needs to read it the way they want to read it. It's not right. going anywhere. Right. You know, and if some people want to read a certain amount every day or whatever, whatever you do is good. Yes. You know, the whole thing is that uh, as a car runs on gas, mm -hmm. Christians run on the Word. Amen. You don't want to run out of the Word. No. Especially when you get into a situation in, in the, your life where you need the Word, you're going to want to have the Word. I mean, you wouldn't want to be in the situation where you need it, don't have it. Now, here's a, here's a thought. Some people memorize Scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, and they, they, I, matter of fact, I met a man in my life who I believe had the entire Bible memorized, the whole thing. You know, and that I was always in awe of that. I'm still in awe of people who can go, oh, that's First Peter 77, 42, you know, I and can do know. all that. I can't I get, am, I can I never can remember the addresses. I am not good with addresses. I can remember what it said. I can usually remember about where it's at, you know, and it give me a minute, I can usually find it, you know, and, but it, to me, the important thing is not to read, you know, to memorize exact words hmm. as to know the meaning the of it. and get the, right. Mm -hmm. You know, get what God is saying to us, you know, because he's speaking to each person. But then again, here's an interesting line in, in this, still in Second Peter. Uh, and still now we're in, oh, something like the, the 18th verse or something that says, wait a minute. Oh no, wait a minute. There's something else. <laughs> wait, where am I? Where am I? Help me. I'm in Second Peter, okay. <laughs> Boy, we really got it together here, don't oh. we? You know? We used to always call ourselves the not ready for prime time, whatever it is we were doing, and we still are. Here the prophetic word was confirmed to us. This is Peter talking. You'll do well to keep focusing on it. It's the one light you have in a dark time as you wait for daybreak and the rising of the morning star in your heart. The main thing to keep in mind here is that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of private opinion. And why? Because it's not something concocted in the human heart. Prophecy resulted when the Holy Spirit prompted men and women to speak God's word. And now, some people say, well, Peter didn't write Peter. Well, if Peter didn't write Peter, 
And and he's saying that he's he's talking about being an eyewitness to the things he wrote about. If that's not true, how can you believe anything in it? You know? And and it's like in John, at the end of John when when they have this thing where Peter is asking you know, God is asking Peter, Do you love me? Uh-huh. And and then finally Peter turns around and looks at John and says, Well, what about this guy? And there's a little thing that goes on and John tells you right there, I am the one that he was talking to. You know, and if though we can't believe the scripture when it's saying who wrote it and what it is, then how can we believe anything in it? I do believe. I do too. You know, and and that's what I, I would just like to tell everyone listening, you know, the scripture is God's word. It's not some opinion. It's not some philosophy or theology or, or any thought of man. It is God speaking through the hand of man to the mind of man. And it's a revelation, and it is for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, what we're going to do now, we are going to share another one of our homegrown songs with you. This one is called The Book the blood, and the blessed hope. Hope you enjoy it.
written in response to people asking us questions about what our belief system is. So now you know we've got the book, the blood, and the blessed hope. And much like in the epistles, the epistles are written answering questions, but we don't know the question to. We just have the answer. Now you have the answer <laughs> to a question maybe that you haven't even asked. <laughs> that is something to think about with the Bible, though. I know. That we only have one side of the conversation with every one of the epistles. Right. You got one side of the conversation with that song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. And uh, now we're going to share with you the third chapter in America's Trojan War. America's Trojan War, Chapter 3. Then the world came calling. Tom's two-hour shift in the warm guard shack was almost over. He had been engrossed in reading a new history of the revolution that had just come in the mail that day, when he was interrupted by a Humvee flying the flags of a brigadier pulled up to the gate. He couldn't remember the last time anyone had pulled up to the gate during his shift. He thought it was back in July of last year when the Kinderson boy pulled up thinking he was at the UPS depot, which was on the other side of town. Tom got up and walked out of the guard shack and called through the gate, Hey, who's there? The sergeant driving leaned out of the window and replied, this is General Edward Davidson, the Inspector General of the Maryland National Guard, here for a surprise inspection. Tom had heard of General Davidson, and he knew he could make an inspection any time he wanted, so he went back in the guard shack and pressed the big red button that opened the electronic gate. He walked outside again to greet the general and see if there was anything he needed Tom to do. As the Humvee pulled up next to Tom, he said, Good morning, General and welcome to the Rockville Armory. Is there anything? Which is as far as Tom got when the driver reached out the window holding a Glock 17 with a suppressor and shot Tom between the eyes. Immediately, two men dressed in the same guard uniform Tom was wearing exited from each side of the vehicle. One dragged Tom's body into the guard shack as the other keyed a radio mic on his shoulder and said, the door is open in Arabic. In a few moments, what seemed like an endless line of headlights appeared and rounded the bend and began moving towards the gate. The man dressed as General Davidson stepped out of the Humvee. It pulled out of the way as the first vehicle of the convoy rolled into the armory. The vehicles were a motley collection of vans, SUVs, trucks, big and small, 
cars, school buses, a few greyhounds, and other commercial buses. One after another, they pulled in and headed through the streets of the armory to the big central building. As Harold rounded the corner and came to the front side of the compound, he could see and hear the vehicles coming into the armory. Now what's all this about, he said, as he picked up his pace and headed along the fence towards the guard shack. Why didn't Tom radio me there was traffic? He wondered as he passed the silent shadows of Apache helicopters, huddling like giant hornets, quieted in the darkness. Harold was about halfway to the corner where he had first seen the traffic to the guardhouse when suddenly two men came out from between the last Apache and a 10-ton truck. They were dressed as MPs. What's going on, guys? Is this a drip? which is as far as he got when the taller of the two men raised his hand and shot Harold in the face with a forty-five. The report of the pistol sounded like an explosion in the still morning. It reverberated off the parked ordnance in the clean, crisp air like a thunderclap. That sounded like a gun, said Mike as he dropped his book and stood up. Keying his radio, he said, Tom, is there any trouble at the gate? When Tom didn't come back right away, Mike keyed the radio again. Harold, can you raise Tom? Just then he heard the big overhead door of the building open. From his vantage point in the waiting room of the commandant's office, at the top of a long flight of metal stairs, he could see vehicles pulling in and hundreds of men running into the building. He pulled his gun and crouched down as he heard what he thought was Arabic being yelled between the men as they fanned out through the building. This is bad. This is real bad. Mike thought as he quietly made his way back into the waiting room. He knew his radio wouldn't raise anyone at this hour. It was a proprietary frequency. It had a very limited range. He knew he had to warn someone. He had to get the word out that someone was breaking into the armory. As he crawled into the furthest corner from the door, he could hear men running up the metal stairs. In the darkness of the corner, he pulled out his cell phone, but he only had time to dial... 9-1, when two men in fatigues burst through the door, yelling something in what sounded like Arabic. Mike dropped his phone, grabbed his Glock 20 in both hands, and began firing towards the door. As he rolled to the left behind the big metal desk of the commandant's re receptionist, one man was hit and fell forward into the carpet. The other man raised an AK-47 and began spraying the room. Mike leaned into the right side of the desk and fired again. The second man dropped, but two more were crowding into the room. One man got off a short burst before Mike unloaded his remaining 15 rounds into both of them. Ducking behind the desk, Mike pushed the release, dropping his spent magazine as with the other hand he pulled out another from his belt. Slamming it into place, he was just ready to fire as the next two men ran into the room. Their AKs lit up the room. Mike hit one man. The man dropped and Mike kept firing. The other man made a run across the room at the desk where it was obvious Mike was taking refuge. More men were coming into the room. As the running man leapt over the desk firing down at Mike, Mike rolled on his back and sent two rounds crashing through his body, which fell on Mike along with the AK. A round had pierced Mike's left shoulder, and the weight of the man pressed him to the ground. He was trying to push the man off when someone dressed in fatigues stepped around the desk and crashed in Mike's face with the butt of his AK. At the same time, another man stepped around the other side of the desk 
and firing right through his dead companion, shot Mike more than 10 times. His last movements were involuntary twitches as the bullets entered his body. His last thoughts were of his wife and that he had failed in his duty to protect the armory. In Arabic, a man by the door said into a microphone suspended at his shoulder, the last infidel is dead. Well, this is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and received something from it and from the Lord, which is the most important. We hope to see you again next time. <laughs> God bless. Robert Bye. and Rosalie, <laughs> sign it off. I took the right turn and it turned out wrong.